Welcome to Liberty Station, where we are fighting hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. Uh, I am excited today. Uh, well, this is Bryce Eddy, in case anybody was wondering. I've only done, I think, the last five of these on my own. Um, but uh, today I have a friend of the show on, and I'm excited. Um, one of my newer friends, but a, a gentleman that I love dearly, and this is uh, Dr. Robert Thank you, Bryce. We are colleagues here, so we don't have to doctor each other. I know, I know, but <laughs> okay. I still, you know, Thank you, you. Hey, you, earned, sure. you earned that respect, <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be Thank hard you. for me to, to dismiss it. And I call everybody sir, too, yeah. so, you know. But, and I, I always do the 10-second uh, uh, disclaimer, this is not medical care. If yep. you have a medical problem, see your doctor and use this information uh, at your own risk. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you got to do that, um, especially these days. So, uh, first, um, if you have not watched... Uh, our previous episodes with uh, with Dr. Robert Yoho. Um, we'll put those in the show notes. We've got a couple of great episodes where he came on and uh, educated me on all sorts of things. And then one one where we had some fun, you know, back and forth in regards to healthcare. Um, you've written some a uh, couple of really amazing books, and I want to give you some some awesome credit and feedback. My wife um who has uh, gone through recently a fibroid and some other things um i gave her your book on hormones and she thought it was absolutely amazing and has been moving down that path with a, a doctor of hers that that um a lot of what you endorse in the book bioidentical hormones and you kind of lay out very very beautifully some of the problems that that uh, we have with those and 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 how that manifests itself in us and um, really awesome one of the comments that my wife made and i think it's true is you write really well and very clearly <laughs> i edit um, really well I, those things took year that took yeah. a year and the other book took three years well it was a instrument and so thank you for that and for our audience um, where do they pick up that book and others so amazon is the best place the two books are butchered by Healthcare, and you just Google or search for that in my name on Amazon. And the other one is Hormone Secrets, which is about bioidentical hormones. It's primarily applicable to people over 50. However, there are many younger women who go through menopause early that need replacement hormones. And there are also applications in very young women who have a PMS syndrome before their period, and they can simply take progesterone orally and they'll feel great the whole month. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, um, my wife actually had an appointment today where they were reviewing now after after some of the steps that she's taken, you know, where her hormone levels are at and where a bunch of things are. Um, you know, she was having terrible inf inflammation because of that fibroid and all that stuff is resolving itself, and and she's uh, yeah, feeling so much better. So, thank you. The, the um, the quick uh, fantastic story about hormones is that. If we put every woman over 50 on estrogen, the proper form of estrogen in the right quantities, we would eliminate 85% of Alzheimer's. Now that sounds like a crazy statement, but I have an appendix in there, appendix C at the end of the book, where I have 75 references that document that. Now this is just how perverted and how distorted the hormone story has become that we don't use this as standard primary care. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. These things have been uh, uh, run down by the FDA as ha causing uh, uh, cancer, blood clots, and all kinds of things. And there are black box warnings on there are three major hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And we have 
over 100 years experience prescribing some hormones, such as thyroid is 120 years. The estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are 60, 70, 80 years. And so the physicians know a lot about these. We know a lot about the endocrine system, and they're tremendously beneficial. There's almost no downside when the, the forms of these things are used that are identical to human components, which is called bioidentical. And they're, they're not patentable because that's against them. So uh, there are tremendously powerful interests which attempt to prescribe, um, you know, patented drugs such as antidepressants and statins and all kinds of other things instead of the hormones, which would uh, prevent many of these diseases and problems of aging. Yeah, well, um, again, pick, pick up that book um, because it's it's great. And I, I read a good portion of it before I gave it over to my wife and then, you know, she took um, but it's excellent. Also, your your butchered by healthcare um, book I think is really eye opening for a lot of people. You know, because I've been sort of um, healthcare patient through you know my insurance uh, consulting firm and and all of that. I got to experience a lot that that I saw in that book and have you know been um, you know just uh, disenamored by healthcare system and what we're doing and what's interesting right now and how this kind of ties into more of what we're going to talk about is we're seeing all of this stuff happen right now you know in real time with respect to the vaccine um, or this jab i hate calling it a vaccine because you know they've changed that language but um, we're seeing uh, some real death and destruction on our door and we're seeing effects on fertility and everything else and we've been talking about it a lot on the show because i think it's super important um, your sub stack is amazing Thank and you. people need to, to follow that because you are an excellent aggregator of a lot of this. And that's why I like having you on because you are <laughs> absorbing so much and you're collecting so much of stuff. I know it's your kind of full-time job as you're retired now. Yeah, I'm a popularizer and I try to make things clear, but not so simple that it's not credible. So everything I do is referenced and I try to write it down to a point where anyone can understand it. My Substack is uh, my blog platform. Anyone can subscribe. It's free. It's robertyoho.substack.com, R-O-B-E-R-T-Y-O-H-O.substack.com. And we can go into some of the fertility issue is yeah. particularly uh, horrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. I've, I had Dr. Judy Mikovits on, um, if anybody wants to reference that. And, and we talked about it because now the data is coming. People had um, like uh, anecdotal, um, hey, you know, my, my menstrual cycle is out of whack. Oh, I've, you know, uh, had a, you know, continuous period since the jab. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't had my period, you know, so we were starting to see all that and it was being dismissed by the medical community, by the, you know, pro, uh, MRNA community, the pro pharma community. But now we're starting to see fertility, um, issues. We're starting to see the countries report an average of 15% decrease in fertility across the board. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's hit on some of that. So, so until now, there were many suspicions by the people who were observing, uh, but didn't have inf inside information that uh, this was a anti-fertility vaccine. And indeed, we have seen attempts by pharmaceutical companies and Bill Gates in particular to formulate an anti-fertility there has been a anti-fertility drug through tetanus, uh, you know, that where they put beta HCG, which is the hormone, it's the pregnancy hormone, into tetanus 
injections that they were giving to African women in Kenya. And the local doctors caught on to it, along with the Catholic Church, and they, they put a big, you know, they made a big uh, publicity thing. And I don't know whether they're still doing it or not, but millions of women were deprived of the ability to have children with this vaccine. Now, they use... As, as most of your listeners are probably aware, is given every, given every five to 10 years because you get a nice immune response. Uh, you know, you don't, frankly, you probably only need it once in, you know, after you're 30, or maybe you don't need it at all if you, that's a whole nother story about the general childhood vaccines. And I would maintain that they're, uh, they're much worse than doing nothing. I mean, but anyway, to, to stick with the pregnancy thing. So they made this experimental jab and they gave it to all these women. They became infertile and uh, took five doses over uh, every six months, which is not the traditional uh, uh, time interval you do for uh, uh, tetanus. And it, the, it got out publicly, and I don't know how they weren't taken apart, but I guess the third world yeah, who country. Who was they? Who were they? It's uh, Bill Gates that? and the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates, Gates yeah, okay, Foundation. I, I, thought, I thought so, but I want to clarify that. So... Um, recently in the in the you know the the covid numbers uh, you know as bryce mentioned we had irregularities in menstrual periods were clear we had clear evidence that they killed fetuses of women who were already pregnant it's about 85 or 90 percent of the women who got it pregnant who got the jab who were pregnant it killed their freaking baby and so and they had a spontaneous abortion they had a miscarriage so uh, there were some very worrisome signs Me, the uh, the spike protein collects in the ovaries more any other the body didn't look good. Um, men were getting swollen testicles. Sperm counts were decreasing. This is all very well documented, but only in the last three weeks did we find out that live births had declined in several countries that were keeping statistics. In Taiwan, there were reports that was something like 28% decline in live births. The second set of statistics that came out a few weeks, a few, I mean, a few days later, and this is only about three to three weeks ago that this information has been available. But a 30% decline in live births is, un, is so unlikely statistically that it's one in trillions that it would occur by chance alone. Many other countries have reported similar phenomena. There's a Eastern European country that that I think it's Georgia. I've forgotten exactly which one it is, but they had the jab rates and the fertility broken out by uh, counties, uh, by the little divisions inside of the country. And they had areas that were roughly 30% decline in live births. The other countries that have been reporting are, it's more like 10%. But even a 10% decline in live births is an, is an anomaly. You know, you've got these absolutely rock-stable birth rates because there are many thousands of people giving birth. And, uh, uh, you know, a 10% decline is huge. A 30% decline is literally monstrous. It's clearly a fertility, anti-fertility drug. It clearly causes deaths of fetuses. And, I mean, we've got the data now. It's early data, but it's absolutely definitive. Yeah, well, and, and if your if your goal, which right at the very beginning of this, when I was, um, you know, still formulating my own thoughts and opinions about the vaccine and everything, you know, my my first reaction, you know, it was coming out and everybody's lauding like, oh, warp speed, look what we did, we got this thing. Uh, I'm I'm okay, great. I wasn't going to get it because there was no need. I had COVID. I understand the immune system. I, I uh, automatically knew that I wasn't at risk. We are not seeing people are, you know, 
ages die and you know my category and health and all that stuff so so i was like there's no way i and plus i'm not one to go out and i don't do flu shots i don't do any of those things just normally but then i was watching the disconnect of them pushing it so furiously and then starting to push it on younger and younger populations and then starting to mandate it starting to to you uh, actually having a job or getting the military. And I'm thinking, whoa, what are they doing? And this is right at the beginning as this was all materializing. And so I started asking some people who are, you know, well-connected, uh, intelligence community folks, people that, you know, are behind the scenes and a lot of this stuff that, that, you know, understand what's happening. And almost to a man, and these are people that I trust, it's a depop thing, depopulation goals. Then you tie that into what has been written about, you know, years ago, and you have guys like Bill Gates on, you know, TED Talks saying we're going to reduce the world's population by vaccines. Um, you have Jane Goodall just this week coming out and saying that we need to go back to the population uh, number that we had 500 years ago um, because, you know, that's the only way that the earth is going to survive. So you have all of these people saying that over and over again it makes sense that they're going to want to do it. They're going to want to do it fast because we better do it fast before the control group. You know, uh, uh, you're going to lose the control yeah. group because everybody's going to be vaccinated, and then it's and then they've got what they accomplished. You can't tell what the truth is. You can't, and you can't go backwards. And if we have a thirty percent decline in fertility, I mean that is catastrophic, yeah. and people don't understand the ramifications. That's of just that. the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's several ways we go with this. Um, we could back up and talk about the childhood vaccines in general, if you'd like. Okay. Um, this is your show. Okay. Thank that? you. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> so just to set the stage, um, the childhood vaccines have been discredited. Okay. And the, the way that we, we, first of all, they've and when never, you, say that, you mean all childhood, all vaccines, childhood vaccines. Right. There's yeah. a little bit of evidence that rabies vaccine in certain third world countries where the dogs are rabid may be a positive net benefit, but none of the childhood vaccines have been, uh, just wrap your head around that for a second. Yeah. None of the childhood vaccines have been studied using the techniques that are standard operating procedure for, you know, the, 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 the rules, you know, so where, doesn't anybody think about the rules here? Yeah, I mean, nope. it's just insane. There are no control study of vaccines, period. And these things, they won't study them because they claim it's unethical to study them. But let me tell you how you can understand why we don't need double-blind control studies on the childhood vaccine schedules. We have tens of thousands of kids that got the vaccine, and within a week or a few days, they fell down to the floor, started banging their heads, and never spoke again. Yeah. So we have a autism rate. They call it autism, but it's neurological damage due to the vaccines. And it's related temporally. It's related in time to the administration of the damn stuff. And, and so it, they have tremendous adverse effects, and they're not studied. And the, the genesis of all this is a law that was signed into effect, which you know about in 1986, which took away the the liability for these things. Yeah. And the, after that, it was a free reign for the most sociopathic country, uh, companies on the globe, the companies that have had more criminal judgments and settlements than any industry in history. 
far. I mean, there these the the company that one of which Bayer was involved in the manufacture of Zyklon B to kill the damn Jews in World War yep, II. Yep. I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely crazy. So w the quote autism rate, the neurological damage rate, has gone up from when we when I was a kid. It's unheard of. One in a hundred thousand kids had autism. Nobody had ever heard of a kid with autism. Now we see him in the coffee shops. Okay, and. The rate now is supposedly one in 30 kids yeah. have an autistic syndrome of some kind. Th this is an area in which I've been totally red-pilled because I, I um, mocked, um, it, you know, and I feel bad about it now, but I mocked some of these anti-vaxxer yeah. types. And, of course, that was the, you know, label that was put on them. They were, you know, cast to the fringes of Facebook. And, you know, you had all these people that were, you know, talking about how do not get vaccines. And, you know, and then you're seeing measles break out in, you know, certain communities. And, and I'm thinking, hey, they're all nuts. But this is an area now that I, I've, I've really started to see what's gone on. The diseases that they were vaccinating against are mild and rare. And we have all these curves that show that they were declining and I, you know, I think we brought this up before, but they were all declining and near zero at the time the vaccines were yeah. introduced. And there is no precipitous drop off in the chance of getting the disease. The diseases have declined because of public health measures yeah. like good sanitation and good washing water supply. Hands. Yeah, maybe <laughs> washing your hands. Yeah. So then we can... We sh we c where where were we the COVID? Um, well, yeah, just the yeah. the kids, uh, the vaccines being, um, you know, useless. Um, so the the COVID thing is this whole story writ large. I mean, we've letting these people we've let these people get away with so much that they think they can get away with almost anything. Yeah. And this this COVID vaccine is not the most profitable medication in history. It's the most profitable product in history. Yeah. It's it's an unbelievable scene, and. I mean, frankly, they're not even the problem. These these vaccine manufacturers, the pharmaceutical companies, they are just taking advantage of the situation. And we can get into the who's the real problem. Naomi Wolf sort of did this in a recent publication and just published a book, uh, Bodies of Others. I think that's the name of it, which I'm about halfway through. But we can we can talk about who the real problems are. But yeah, um, so I can I can quote off of her. Substack, where she is reviewing the Pfizer documents. And as everybody in the room knows, they tried to put off the release of the Pfizer papers from the FDA 75 for 75 years. years. I yeah. mean, it's astounding. And if you don't smell a rat with that, I don't know who you are. But she said, here she's reviewing the study. She says, I reviewed the 18 months of sudden death, slow deaths, encephalitis, stroke, heart attacks, pericarditis, myocarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, Bell's palsy, MS, blood clots, lung clots, leg clots, blue-green breast milk, spontaneous abortions, stillbirths, neonatal seizures, neonatal multi-organ system failure, liver damage, kidney damage, suppressed lactation, decreased sperm count, and disrupted menses described in the Pfizer documents. I saw that 34,000 of the 42,000, quote, adverse events tabulated during the worldwide rollout of the injections were from the U.S. I saw that the next largest group was from Western Europe and that the other 56 countries using the Pfizer injections had only a bit over 7,000 adverse events. So we're targeted. They're trying to weaken us and make us infertile and destroy our military and so on. Yeah. 
I knew then that I was viewing not just medicine go, going wrong on a massive scale, but rather an act of war. I saw a doubling of neonatal deaths and 34% increase in stillbirths and spontaneous abortions for vaccinated mothers in country after country. I saw that 3,800 vaccinated women in the VAERS database lost their babies. I saw that these were 57% of all neonatal deaths for all vaccines for the entire time that VAERS records had been kept. That's probably 35 or 50 years. I don't know how long it is. I saw that of the 36 pregnancies described in the Pfizer documents, 28 of the fetuses died. And I also saw the 40% rise in overall death rates and the shocking increase in disabilities in the West. I knew then I was not seeing medicine gone wrong on a massive scale, but an act of war. I learned that the damage and lethality caused by the injections could be boosted by increasing the concentrations of the solution. And these are actually from the Pfizer documents. And that the brands had different amounts of the active ingredient. Moderna had 100 microgram, and that was far more injurious than Pfizer with 30. I knew I was seeing not just medicine gone wrong on a massive scale, but an act of war. So then she goes into how the Chinese actually own Pfizer and how the Pfizer is the, the we're buying not only the product, but the testing systems from this Chinese Communist Party dictated company, you know, through a memorandum, memorandum of understanding with, uh, with uh, Pfizer. We were told that Pfizer BioNTech was a German company, but it is actually a German Chinese company. I learned that this corporation had an MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, with Fosun Pharmaceuticals, a major Chinese Communist Party, CCP, linked pharmaceutical company based in Shanghai to make the Pfizer BioNTech messenger RNA vaccines. I knew that with a bit more digging, I could find China at the heart of these acts of war. So, and she goes on. But this was from her substack. Uh, and I re-edited it a little bit to make it a little clearer and stuck it on mine. And you can find that in my archives about two editions back. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you're very talented at making these summaries. And I appreciate that because it is, there's so much to, to go through and, and, you know, I want to really endorse people um, and, and implore them to, to hit your stack because you do a good job of, of clipping. And, and grabbing so much of this content. Because um, it's getting tough to keep up with as more of these yeah. things are coming out. And you're seeing more and more nefarious things, you know, every day. As you know, you know, the latest thing they're, you know, working on is, um, uh, you know, because the pandemic has a, you know, end to it at some point, right? They, they're recognizing that, you know, they're, they're doing all they can to, to get us all vaccinated. Um, they'd love to be able to lock us down again, but they're gonna have to shift their narratives and they're gonna go to climate change. They're gonna be you know, working very hard to get us off of meat and eating bugs. Um, more and more um, of the uh, you know, popular narrative is going towards crickets. We're gonna be eating crickets and you know, things like that. Um, they're, so they're gonna, they're gonna make the new thing um, be the climate. And, and which is a farce, yeah. which I can get into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we can but go where, wherever you want. The thing that is that your listeners don't understand, because I still can't believe it, is who the, are these people? Yeah. Who are they? And how can they operate like this? Yeah. How can such evil walk abroad in our world? And I'm not religious like you are. Yeah. I don't think it's the devil. I, it's just the thing that your listeners have to understand is roughly... 
a 1% to 5% sociopathy rate among everyone. And these people rise to the top because they're utterly ruthless. And the people at the head of the World Economic Forum, at the head of our government, and in many positions of power are absolutely disinterested in other people. They're completely narcissistic, and they will do anything. And they're large. Many, many of them are interested in torturing other people. They're interested in just doing evil acts. They're interested in doing criminal activity. Um, so that's the hard thing to believe. Yeah, I don't well, get it. Well, George, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about yeah. that a lot, and I, I really appreciate him because he talks about it from a you know psychologist standpoint and the um, the the character traits that are um, you know get rewarded. Um, you know, by by pushing you sort of to the top of the stack. There's certain character traits being disagreeable. Um, you know, your your ability to ignore all things and have kind of a singular focus and work 80 hours a week. You know, if you put all of that stuff together and there is no underlying um, moral underpinnings to who you are, um, and and in our culture, you know, that's those the, uh, f folks like that will always exist, right? But now we have removed God, and this is where you know, um, our, our belief comes in. And, and one of these days, um, I, I don't know if, uh, Grant Horner and I said this on the air, but, but, uh, you know, maybe before or after our episode, I discovered you guys are friends, you yeah. know, and I should have known because you're a rock close. climber. I'm very close. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to have the two of you That'd on sometime. And then on that episode, we will probably talk a little bit of religion and yeah, okay. we're going to, we're going to work on you a little bit because, uh, because I do believe that, you, you add into the mix, you know, people's uh, predispositions, right? Like a predisposition to, you know, to yeah. being a narcissist or a sociopath or all those sort of things. Some of these personality traits that can be harnessed for good or they can be harnessed for evil. And, and so I think that the, uh, where we believe that there is a great enemy that gets people to row in the same direction. And, and I think that we're seeing the... Because I don't think it happens just all of these, you know, crabs in a bucket. Um, I think I think people start rowing in the same direction, and and there's and there's a um, a great evil that that pulls some of those strings. But anyway, um, the psychological theories, some of them are based on computer models of what is a successful personality trait to win interpersonally and be successful in life. Yeah. And they don't come up with a sociopath because those kinds of people usually wouldn't be thought to interact properly. Uh, listeners can search for this term, tit-for-tat study. And there are computer models of what works and what doesn't. And what uh -huh. seems to work is kind of a turning the other cheek for one interaction and not interacting. They, they have these models where they have all these little entities in mm -hmm. the computer system. And the tit for tat is the winning strategy. And it means that you may punish someone the first time they interact, but then you give them a chance to interact again. And if they act right, you can, you can still um, uh, trade and you can do things with them. And I, I can't be much more specific than that, yeah, but you guys can look, it up. look that up and see that there's no place known for this kind of behavior but there are there are studies of these sociopaths and they may even have a kind of radar and they can recognize each other yeah. like gaydar you know they can see each other and they can see what they are they realize they have allies so who knows yeah well let's let's pause real quick because we got to do a, a fast commercial break here um, but i want to keep exploring that so we'll pause for a second <laughs> 
It's scary times out there right now. With inflation, supply chain issues, and attacks on our currency, we are all feeling the pressure, and it seems like a recession or maybe even a real depression is on the way. What impact are we going to see on our savings and retirement accounts? Well, you may want to make gold a part of your strategy. Birch Gold Group is who I trust to help diversify a portion of your retirement or convert an old IRA or 401k out of the risky stock market and into physical precious metals. Think about this. Since before the time of King David, one asset has held its value better than anything else in the history of the world, gold, and it can help protect you now. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals in a tax-sheltered account. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text LIBERTY to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free no obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. Okay, so I I uh, I want to keep on this thread a little bit because your question is um, like how, how do they find each other? Why are they all you know like how are so many evil people rising to these positions where you know they're they're essentially saying to us that. Um, you know they're masters of the universe. That's how they view themselves. They're they're in this you know collection of people that are working um, at this aim to reduce our the world's population. They believe fundamentally. Um, some of them, I believe fundamentally. Some of them are just collecting power. But there is this belief, or at least a belief that they're selling us, is that the world cannot sustain as many people as we have now, and we're you know continuing to trend in the wrong direction. We're destroying the earth. And so they've got to eliminate all of us, all of the little people. They, they want us to eat bugs. They're going to eat steak. They want us to, to you know, drive in public or, or uh, you know, do public transportation, and they're going to fly in their jets. I mean, like, every, none of them are going to eat crickets. None of them are going to ride in a bus, and, and they're going to be charged, and they're going to, you know, reap all the rewards of that, and we're going to be left to do it is they so the, want us to do. The, the numbers don't bear out the idea that we need a population reduction. I hope your listeners understand that this is pure fabrication it's and it's a lie. We have numbers that tell us what's going to happen a generation ahead of when it happens to our total population. And it looks like right now, if we don't have some sort of conflagration or horrible problem like the, these globalists are trying to uh, foist on us, that the total world population will peak at 9 billion and then it will decline because of the trends that we already see in place. They, you know, these developed countries, the, the countries where the women have jobs and have uh, satisfying uh, uh, things to do, those women don't want to have five kids. They want to have two kids or even fewer. And all of the developed countries are not reproducing at replacement rate right now. So this is a, a fabricated power grab. And these people have an interest in totalitarian government and control and evil intent that has nothing, no basis in fact. The, the entire thing about uh, the, the, us destroying the environment, destroying the world, that is totally fabricated. And the, the argument advanced, the most ridiculous argument, is this idea that we should decrease our carbon in our atmosphere. And it's true, and this is easy 
find and easy to look up. And you, there are sources such as Patrick Moore. I don't know whether you got him on your show yet. I, I, That's, I haven't. That guy is great. He, But we are at 450 parts per million carbon dioxide now. This is a historic geological time low in the total carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Now, extinction level carbon dioxide is something like 200 parts per million or a bit less. Since the Industrial Revolution and the entire time, the hundreds of years, the CO2 has gone up slightly. But we have data about the CO2 concentration in the, in the atmosphere from millennia ago, many, many thousands of years and maybe millions of years that are obtained from ice core samples from the poles. And so that they, they somehow figured how much CO2 was in the atmosphere at each time in the past. And in fact, mammalian life survived and thrived when there was 1,500 parts per million. Okay, so three times what we have now, more than three times. And so, and we also have NASA photographs that show progressive greening of the Earth since the 1960s. Now, this is a very short time interval, but during that period, we've had a bit of an increase in the CO2. And so, CO2 is actually a fuel. It's actually fertilizer for plant life. We need plant life to live. This idea that we have to decrease our consumption, decrease our consumption of coal and natural gas is a pure fiction. And so there are several people that I either interviewed or wrote about on my Substack, and you can pick up the books and understand that what is being fed to us is another pack of lies. It's a reality inversion field, just like we are seeing politically and in so many other areas. Yeah, because the carbon they want to reduce is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really... Uh, um, I, yeah, it's a it's a big game. I I went uh, first married, so you know twenty um, twenty plus years ago, um, my wife and I went on a little trip to New York. Went to the Natural History Museum there, and I remember going through you know one of their um, uh, areas and and seeing a that showed you know all of the the years you know the billions of years or whatever and 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 they had a little blue band a little red band a little blue band a little red band going throughout history and it was showing the warming and cooling periods you know the little ice ages and the you know all of that and I remember looking at this and saying, "Hey, you know, these people got to get together with uh, with Al Gore and tell him what's up, it, it, because you know you you have this fiction that we are the you know solely responsible for the warming and cooling of the Earth, and it does not support that. The warming and cooling of the Earth is completely unrelated to the CO two concentrations in the atmosphere, geologically speaking. I mean, you've got trends that have lasted until two thousand for twenty years or thirty years, yeah." But that's a ridiculously short time period. We have things that people have observed about, well, they say the North Pole is melting a little bit. In the same time interval, the South Pole has documentedly increased their its ice cap. So, I, I mean, I've got idiot buddies who, says in, who say in their lifetime they've observed the glaciers in Europe to be melting. Short a time period to know anything, and in fact... Other areas of the world have seen the exact opposite. We have we have idiots who claim that the polar bears have are at extinction level right now. 
when actually they're eating the Inuits to the point that the Inuit Indians in Canada are putting up the big complaint about that. They're yeah. eating us. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we've got enough. Thank you. Yeah, we've had we got plenty of up here. So um, they're they're the quote ecological movement or the quote conservation movement. It's a bunch of people who want to go to the South Pole and do their research and hike around in the snow in the summer. You know, yeah. it's the people are searching for grants. And the only way that you can do that these days is to try to scare everyone with some narrative. Yeah. And it's all bull. Well, and, and I mean, listen, Al Gore became incredibly wealthy by, um, you know, doing his Inconvenient Truth documentary and all that he did while he ran around on private jets. And, you know, I mean, he he fleeced the American people for a ton of money. Um, he predicted all, all of the none of which came true. Remember, Manhattan was supposed to be underwater, uh, I think, in 2012 or something like that. And um, don't, you know, quote me exactly. Um, but but the idea was all of these things, you know, are shore and everything would have been underwater by now already. None of them know what they're talking about. Um, They're doing it as a massive power grab, and that's money and power. Um, And we're going through it again. And every day from, you know, here, uh, you know, to the election, they're going to get more hysterical focused on the environment. So you've heard about the island of plastic the size of Texas in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Well, that's not there. And you could, they, the, the major thrust of all these scare tactics are to claim something that can't be verified. Right. You can drive right through that with a boat, and there's none of it there. And then they, they'll claim, oh, well, you can't see it because it's floating right under the surface. Well, that would imply that every piece of plastic has a buoyancy BOP, you know, whatever those things are that you, you float right underneath the surface. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It either floats or it sinks. Plastic is inert. It has no more damaging qualities than natural wood disintegrating in the ocean. Yeah, and and all that being said, you know, the funny thing is, so uh, so conservatives and Christians get thrown, you know, uh, the the label, and they're doing this with everything. And I think people are starting to recognize this. This is the game that is played. They call us climate deniers. Which, how can you deny climate? You know, we know climate exists. You know, it's a silly term. But uh, but the uh, the implication is that we don't care about the environment by questioning these things, and and that's what they've done to to us by everything. You know, you're an anti-vaxer because you're questioning the efficacy of this vaccine. Um, it's a it's a game, a PR game that they play. Well, um, we are to be good stewards of the earth. You know, that was that was one of the you know commandments that God gave us, um, and we are supposed to take care of what He has given us. That that being said, you know, we don't want to be, you know, throwing our fast food wrappers out of our stuff and we need to always be making progress in, you know, in taking care of things. But what they're doing is ripping us off and trying to destroy our way of life under the guise of this whole climate BS. Um, you know, China doesn't even put the smokestack cleansers on their you know, their plants, their coal plants. And they do produce some nasty stuff. But America, we've got the cleanest production of fuel, uh, you yep. know, of energy imaginable. And they're, they're claiming that we do it poorly. We have plenty of fossil fuel in our Earth's crust to go for thousands of years. Nuclear is the safest of all. And it's expensive in the Western world because these nuts are claiming it's dangerous. We have not had a single fatality in the Western world from nuclear energy ever. 
not yeah. one. So that's the safest one of all. And that has the potential to replace all this stuff if we had to replace it. But we don't. The, the, really, the, the oil and the natural gas is, it, it would be slated to slightly, I mean, slightly increase the CO2 in the atmosphere. And it hasn't even, it hasn't been documented for 20 years. That hasn't happened. Yeah. And certainly the emission trends have not changed. So we're seeing a fabricated narrative that probably makes no sense on any level. But even if you accept some parts of it, it's not hard, not hard to improve and fix. If we attempt to get rid of fossil fuels, Africa will starve, okay? We have improved the, 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 the food. Our agriculture has improved so much that the people starving in Africa have, it's gone down to 10% or something like that in just 20, 30 years. I mean, it's amazing. It was at 40%. I mean, I'm just pulling out of a, a hat, but it was a, a thing, uh, 30, 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the third world countries because that's actually who will starve and die based on bad energy policy that we'll force upon them. You know, it will be affected dramatically and our lifestyles will go down and, and, you know, it'll be destructive on us, but it will be death to third world countries. We, we now, 90% of the energy consumed in the world is fossil fuel now, and we cannot cut that in any rational way without doing nuclear. The wind... And the solar don't work. They literally are more expensive to produce than anything else if you count the cost of the manufacture of the items used. And the rare elements used, for example, in the solar plant panels. This it's, is, this it's is irrational. All, yeah, this is all well documented in Michael Schellenberger's book, uh, Apocalypse Never, which um, I, I don't know if you've read. Uh -uh. Um, he's excellent. And he, um, and he was a very left... Uh, wing guy who gradually he ran for governor of California. I think he came in something like third. He he did a good job, um, and he ran independent because he he went and and started to dive into two issues: um, environmentalism, and he wrote the book Apocalypse Never, and then he and then he dove into homelessness and wrote the book San Francisco. And he's an excellent most excellent researcher went super deep on all of these. And he went deep because he was left wing and wanted to, to prove that there was an issue here and then came away, you know, showing that there was not. Um, but I, but yeah, you should pick it up. Alex Epstein is another one, as well as Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore's latest book is very easy to understand. And he he paints leaders of all this stuff uh, that is absolutely inverted. I'm try to get him on. Yeah, yeah, he had come on because he's still promoting that book. Uh, it, but it's a very simple, easy to understand. I'm not sure he's right about Monsanto and Roundup, uh, which that story is still being written. It, you know, RFK's group and others got a $2 billion judgment against the company, and it was sold to Bayer during the, uh, the, the uh, litigation. And they had, their index case was a guy actually bathed in this stuff you know so and th there is a rare cancer rare kind of lymphoma that seems to be correlated with this uh this uh herbicide so and patrick even the gardeners moore, right? yeah patrick right. moore I'm and then the other one writing is, that on my list alec alex epstein is another one if you search for him on amazon you can read his book and he may be willing to come on i, yeah, I was I, unable I, uh, to get him 
Yeah, I want to. I'm going to work on on those guys because I I think this is an important thing because they are going to be pushing this so hard because yeah. they're losing steam. They're going to have a hard time. They're going to keep trying to get masks on us and everything else again, and they would like to lock us down again. You know, the midterm variant is, yeah. is out now, um, but but they're going to go full time on climate um, uh, issues. They they call this variant some. Uh, they've got some scary name for it. What is it uh, called? Well, it's BA. Uh, yeah, but there's a, there's a there's or... a euphemism for it that means it's fast and deadly. I oh, I haven't it heard is. it. I haven't yeah. heard it yet. We've been calling Jeez. it the midterm variant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the label. I hope it. I hope grabs. So you you know, I want to emphasize for your listeners: you cannot tell what is going on there from your mainstream media. You cannot tell anything about the case count, and that has no meaning whatsoever anyway. The hospitalizations and the fatalities are the only thing that has the only metrics that have any meaning at all. And those are those have gone down for sure. Yeah, um, but now what what are you saying to? I mean, all, all of this stuff is connected with now you know, having these uh, not just the fertility issues, of course, but we're having you know SADS, sudden okay. adult death syndrome. We're Let's, having heart attacks. Yeah. We're having blood clots. We're having a lot of people that are dropping dead, um, and they're they're trying to. And I don't know if you've seen this, but they're trying to ascribe some of that to long COVID. Okay, so the story is in simple terms that the adult and long haul have, they are due to the vaccine. They're not due to the COVID itself. It's just an inversion of reality like everything else. And I've got a substack about that and you can read it and it's convincing. You can get a hold of ivermectin from foreign sources. It's not illegal to get a drug from a foreign source. It's, it's a gray area that was left alone. The States, many States have attempted, to push legislation through that would allow their citizens to get non-scheduled drugs, in other words, the drugs that aren't opioids or horribly addictive, from foreign sources. And it's quite reasonable because something like 75% of the drugs we obtain here are sourced originally from India and China anyway. And if if you you can you can read my material. You read Butchered by Healthcare. I have a chapter there about generic versus, um, and the, the, the name of the book that I, I sourced, the whole thing is a brilliant study of Chinese and Indian manufacturer and all that. And it's not perfect, but it's, it, it's more or less completely unregulated. And the wholesalers here drag this stuff into the United States, spread it all around, and sell it to us. And that's the way it works. And uh, so there's the... It is illegal to order scheduled drugs from abroad, and you can get tagged for that. You know, like the bodybuilders that order all those steroids, those things are scheduled drugs, not because they're dangerous, but because in a political act about 30 years ago or 40 years ago, the FDA and Congress actually, against the objections of the FDA, they made those things scheduled. In other words, they're like Demerol. They're like opioids. Um, so those things, the, if you order that stuff from abroad, um, you better watch your postal guys because they may knock on your door and try to deliver it. So if they do that, you better, better say, I've never seen that. I never ordered it because they're attempting to make a chain of custody that would implicate your order of the drug. And if you try to order Demerol abroad, then, but these drugs, Ivermectin, they're, 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 uh, they're 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 non-prescription in some places and they are virtually harmless and they are a good treatment for the vaccine syndromes malone actually claims that he had long covid 
but he had the vaccine too. So he actually had a vaccine injury and he took ivermectin for a period daily, which is almost harmless. Uh, and it t totally tuned him up, you know, Robert Malone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. I hadn't yeah. heard that you that, can access. That. Okay. So, so again, the, what SADS is, is an attempt to duplicate a strategy, a strategy that worked for the childhood vaccines. And your listeners have all heard of SIDS. Mm -hmm. Now, I gave that credibility. That's a sudden infant death syndrome. I gave that credibility my whole, my whole career. I never thought about it. I figured, well, SIDS, it's a thing. They had all these ideas about how you had to get monitors, put your... All and actually, it was vaccine injury. So they're duplicating the strategy, thinking, well, if they mm. if they can fool us once, they can fool us again with this SADS thing, sudden adult death syndrome. It's obviously vaccine related. We all have friends freaking hit the dirt after a vaccine. I mean, how many how many people do you know that know no one who's who's died after a vaccine? I mean, I know four of them. You know who've died yeah. proximate to the vaccine within a week or yeah. two or a month. Yeah, no, I, uh, we, yeah, we know, we know people. Yeah. I have, I have my best friend and I show before I had a heart attack. Yeah. Um, uh, Major stroke. Vaccine. Yeah. You know, and live, thankfully he's okay. Can't talk the rest of his life. Um, yeah. My, um, yeah, my friend is all right. And he's, he's back at work and everything and doing well, but perfectly healthy guy. One of my jujitsu students, firefighter and boom. Clotting well, is the, the marker for this disease. They, that screws up your clotting somehow and creates problems in your lungs, in your legs, in your brain, in your heart. Yeah, well, and and for those of you that haven't listened to the Dr. Judy Mikovits episodes, we'll we'll uh, we'll probably put those in the um, uh, show notes because we've done a couple of episodes with her, and she goes into the detailed um, science behind why um, and on some of the stuff and and things like that. It's really fascinating. Judy is either too smart for me or too over the top because I cannot read her stuff and give it credibility. It's too much. Yeah, read yeah, RSK's book yeah, and every um, word rings true. And it's all documented, 2,200 references. Judy's stuff is harder for me. It is hard to digest yeah. because she is so, so smart. Um, yeah. I, uh, If you listen to our episodes, and I think the audience will agree, I, I have uh, learned with her you know, how to clarify some of those things because you know i'm not that bright so i have to i have to like like uh, uh rob uh pastor rob always says put the cookies on the bottom shelf for us judy <laughs> and and um and so we we we've gotten into a good to, to get her to um to, to really explain it to you know us small brains um because that's definitely um she is so brilliant well, you assume that's true. I'm not sure that's true. I, I defer judgment on it. You know, in other <laughs> right words, on. if you have a financial advisor, you don't understand. If you have a lawyer, you don't understand. You know as smart as they are, so they're BSing you. That's the story. Judy, I don't know. I, I, I basically reserve judgment on her. Yeah, well, and I think that's always fair. Um, yeah, but she's she's been uh, she's been good to us, and and um, you know does go into some detail on the clotting and things. I think it's pretty good. Um, so. Let's let's keep going though on this with um, uh, uh, SIDS. I find that fascinating because yeah, I always assumed that forever. Yeah, I know. Um, I did too. You know, it was a uh, yeah, a, just a thing. I remember you know us being concerned about when we had our little like yeah. you know we needed to you know put them put them on their um, don't don't put them on their stomach. That was the big yeah. thing. They didn't want you to put 
baby on his stomach. Well, my my middle daughter would not sleep without being on her stomach. So we at some point just we gave it to God, <laughs> you know, because because that kid was mad unless she was on her belly. And uh, yeah, and obviously no problem. I come, you know, I'm a cosmetic surgeon. I was a cosmetic surgeon. So I was a bit on the periphery of the whole thing. But I still came from traditionally trained background. And it took me years to get to be the way I am now. Years of studying this stuff and years of trying to understand it. Years of red pilling myself gradually because it was so painful. Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't believe that there were doctors who wouldn't stand up. And I couldn't believe that anyone could believe that. And it was one thing after the other. My butchered from health, uh, butchered by health. I I studied each field individually, and I I learned a lot of horrible factoids about how the doctors were behaving and how the. I learned about how the industry was behaving, which is their strategy right now. All these faulty studies, all this nonsense, all this propaganda. This was done to us over and over over the last twenty or thirty years always they've been allowed so far into our homes that they believe that they that will believe anything and it seems like they've got a third of the people believing anything they say mm-hmm. yeah um well i think it's unfortunately probably a greater than greater than the third because you know pe- because people um I, I think the instinct for most people is to uh, go along and not question things and you know if you're um, if you're made to be afraid to, you want to look to people who you think know what they're talking about and are, you know, giving you, you know, no, this is what you need to do. And, um, the, the most absurd thing that they keep going on and it's brilliant, um, is the fact that if you, if you hadn't had the vaccine, your COVID would have been so much worse. Remember, you know, first it was, you you get the vaccine you won't get covid you won't be able to spread it you know um and then and then somehow they just dismissed all of that and then they got us believing that they never said that uh, you okay, know? okay so this is like the craziest real reality inversion field possible because yeah. we have lots and lots and lots of data that the people who are dying getting in the hospital and even the countries with the higher vaccination rates are having the most problem so if you get the vaccine, especially if you're multiply jabbed, your chances of dying from COVID are have accelerated, have gone way up. You have ruined the immune system if you get enough of those darn things that 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 you're vulnerable to it. And in fact, this is their their idea that you should get multiple jabs yep. every, at intervals. They I mean, it's it to crazy. be a subscription. Yeah, they want it to be a subscription. And this thing is tremendously toxic. It's 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 got all those problems that uh, that uh, Naomi Wolf uh, talked about in the Pfizer documents that they wanted to conceal for seventy five. I mean, it's it's just an absolutely crazy narrative. And with the use of this wall of propaganda, which Bryce is breaking through here, I'm trying. Uh, he's trying. I know I'm trying too. Uh, but uh, in it's just it's very hard to get around people that watch TV. And listen to social media. I mean, it's absolutely malignant. I mean, these 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 crazy things that are repeated over and over and over again from these essentially dictated by the financiers and dictated by these big companies trying to get people to comply and and buy the product or give way and get injected with the product or do whatever the whatever they're supposed to do. Yeah, well, I think I I think they're uh, they're running out of time 
um, and there's momentum against the vaccine that's continuing to grow. And uh, as more and more people that people know directly start to have issues that they can't continue to explain away, um, I, I think they're going to start to lose the narrative, um, which is why I believe they're, they're going to be switching to other things. Um, yeah. You know, that's why the, the climate stuff is going to be so big in their game because they, they, they want to get us moving in that direction so we forget about all of this vaccine death. You, you, you know, this idea of the monkeypox is so freaking ridiculous that it's actually a ray of hope because this thing is unsupported by a single fact. It's yeah. nonsense. It doesn't, it's not communicable unless you're gay and you're doing stuff that whatever the heck they're up to. Yeah, I, I, I put on, on Twitter, I responded to a post from Michael Knowles and I said, um, hey, how about we lock down sodomy for two weeks to flatten the curve? <laughs> yeah, it would do it. It would do it. And the gay community doesn't like that idea. Yeah, no. Well, they, they're, they're having a hard time. Uh, Rochelle Wilens had a hard time the gay community in 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 their in their press release or or on a news thing that she was being asked she was choking it out like she was so uncomfortable saying that okay this is this exists within a particular community um you know that i mean they're they're orgies and all this sort of stuff that's that's going on spreading it and they're and they're saying it so it's uh you know, and then there's all this pushback online that, well, it's not a sexually transmitted disease. Don't say that. It's not. It's just close contact with body fluids. Male. Yes. Too, not the women. Yes. The, the, there, it's a different phenomenon. The studies on gay males, some of them show a thousand sexual partners before they're 25. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know what you think of that, but it sounds like a freaking lot of sexual partners to me. I mean, I yeah. was, I had a few, but uh, some people have one, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. uh, that is the, the, that's a better way to go. <laughs> well, well, listen, we only have another minute here. So why don't you um, give your sub stack again? Um, let's uh, make sure people are following you and can pick up your books because I think they're, they're amazing. And I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, my, Substack is Robert Yoho, R-O-B-E-R-T-Y-O-H-O dot Substack dot com. It's free to subscribe. Um, and uh, Robert Yoho uh, dot Substack dot com. And my website about my books is uh, Robert Yoho author dot com. Awesome. Well, thank you, folks, for joining us for uh, another episode of Liberty Station. Dr. Robert Yoho and I, um, I hope you enjoyed this. I always do. Um, we need you to do a favor, please. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to our Liberty Station channel um, on YouTube, uh, Rumble, Liftable TV, uh, and then all of the podcast apps. We were intermingled for so long with God Speaks channel. We're starting to, to uh, parse that away here. We've got some good uh, supporters and advertisers that are helping us to do this. We want to make sure that we get uh, Eric the Engineer paid. And, uh, and so thank you again for supporting us, and um, let's keep fighting against this great reset.